All right, episode two of Preaching Young Podcast. Today, We're back. Today's podcast is sponsored by Barnabas Thank You Cards. For all of your encouraging cards, go use Barnabas Thank You Cards. <laughs> How good is that? Barnabas oh, Thank You man, Cards. Is, That's think, hopefully people catch on to that uh, by so, the time this happens. Uh, listen, I'm excited, man. We finally made it to episode two. Episode one was Who very successful. Thought? It was. We had we had a lot of great feedback from episode one. Um, when I start to think about podcasts and what can be done with a podcast, it is very interesting to me because when you think about the life that we're living, technology is everywhere. Uh, people are using technology in different forms, and to think that people are listening to us out there in the interwebs excites me. It is great. And you love ideas. I do. I love so ideas. So every time we get one from a listener, it's and great. And my hope with this thing is I really hope that young leaders get inspired, um, that um, young preachers, young youth leaders, I mean, <clears throat> anybody that's trying to get into ministry that's that's young, there's not a lot of resources as far as, there's a lot of books you can read. There's a lot of, of people with gray hair that tells you what to do. Um, but to be able to talk and hear from people that are in it, I mean, we are doing it. We're living it. We're doing it. We're living it. To be able to hear it right directly yeah. from us, I think a great thing. And I think people can really, uh, get inspired by it. And I hope yeah. that they do. So we'll keep going until, until we're told to stop. All right. Let's go right to our emails. We did get an email. Got an email. Are you kidding? Not kidding. Wow. First email. First email. Yeah, our email is, before I uh, read this email, um, our email is preachingyoung, no caps, no spaces, at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Gmail.com. Preachingyoung at gmail.com. So, any questions, comments, uh, whatever else you're thinking that you want to send us in an email, do it. Because we'll talk about it at the beginning of the episode. But uh, this question comes from a young pastor out of Tennessee. Oh, wow. I know. Far away, right? Um, he says, how are you dealing with this pandemic as young leaders? It's a good question. One, thanks That's for the question. That's a very good question. Thanks for the question. Because it applies right now. So It does apply. Well, we'll let Abram answer it. I'll start us off and then we'll see where this goes. <laughs> I would say um, I would say I have three points. Three, three things that advice I could give you just right off my head. Number one, be yourself. Very important. I think if when you're dealing in this, uh, here's what, here's what's happening. A lot of these pastors and a lot of these churches were, we're trying to, no one's ever done this before. And so everyone's trying to see what everyone else is doing and, Mimic and uh, other people. we're mimicking a lot. Yeah. And so I would just say, number one, be yourself. People want to see you as their pastor or youth leader. They want to see you. They want, to, they want to know that you're there, even though you're, they're not physically there. They want to know you're there. They want to know that your personality is there. They want to know that you're okay. They want to know that they're going to be okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a reassuring voice when you get on there. So be yourself, number one. Uh, that's important. Number two, know your community. Know your congregation. Uh, if your congregation is filled with anxious people, then you need to make sure that you're, you're touching on, on anxiety. If your congregation is filled with people who are being affected financially by the church, you need to start, make sure you're not sitting there asking them to give money to the church every five seconds, you know, right. uh, cause they, they're dealing with, with financial problems. The church will survive. That's a big thing, man. It's the last thing that they want to hear. Yes. God is faithful. They don't want to hear people asking for money when they don't have any. Which which puts me in my third one. Out of jobs. Do what you're called to do, right? We're supposed to be faithful as Christians. Mm. So 
We're not called to sit there and beg people for money. We need to we need to know that God will provide that money faithfully. We don't need to sit there and be panicked and anxious because uh, when we read the word, we we have a different hope than everybody else. We know that 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 this is uplifting, that this is is concrete, that God's our anchor, that we don't have to sit there and rely on the world or our politicians or anybody else. That we know that God's going to take care of us, and we're going to have faith over fear, and we have to be able to rely on that as leaders. Uh, so if you're sitting there and you're anxious as a leader, or you're worried, or you're stressed, or you're con- confused about what tomorrow's going to hold, then you're not doing what you're called to do. Uh, be a preacher, right? And if, if this is too much for you, go find another profession. Yeah, I like that. I'm glad you said anxiety because ahead, uh, in our uh, in our uh, youth lesson we did this week online, yes. um, which is where we're going to talk about this episode, yes. uh, uh, social media, pros and cons of social media, yes. um, how to use it, good things, bad things, whatever the case. Um, but one of the uh, the topic, one of the scriptures we read for our youth was Matthew chapter 6. Uh, and in that, uh, one of these subtitles yes. is The Cure for Anxiety. And I'm not going to read the entire uh, uh, section of these verses, but um, pretty much before this, Jesus is just talking about, um, you know, how dare you worry about clothes, how dare you worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. Yeah. Um, and in verse 33, he says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Yeah, man. And I've been saying this for, for weeks now which is we've never known what tomorrow holds. Even when things were great and we didn't have this pandemic happening and everybody was having to stay at home and be quarantined, I never knew what tomorrow held. I had plans for tomorrow. I had goals maybe for tomorrow, but as far as tomorrow, anything could happen tomorrow to anybody. I mean, and this has been a situation where we're like, oh, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen, but we never did. So how about we stop being a little anxious and start pouring into God's word and and looking at the bright side, what are some of the bright sides do you guys think of this pandemic? What are some of the positives that can be coming out of this? I think it brings a lot of more people together. Yeah, for Unity. sure. I think that it brings your families together. Oh, I know yeah. my family. I mean, we read our if you Bibles. let it, if you let it, if you let it. Yeah, if you let it, that's true. Um, and from the church perspective, I mean, we're reaching so many more people. I feel like than just the people that walk in on a Sunday morning 100%. or a Wednesday. Hundred percent. Number. I would take a positive that I would take from it has been uh, seeing the creativity come out of our churches. Yeah, a lot of a lot of doing things that they never would have probably ever done. Never. We've been going, and this isn't just. I mean, this is our church as well. You get into a routine, and you get stuck in that routine, and you literally sit there and you're comfortable and you get content because it's easy. Because it's easy. Because you you you're familiar with it, and being able to see. Everyone, every pastor, every church start to become creative in how they're going to reach other people is exactly what God is calling us to do. It's two, It's 2020. This is the information age. Mm. And yet, we're, there's so many churches that are dying and so many churches that are going, I don't know how to get anybody here. It's like, what are you talking about? You don't know how to get anybody here. We, this is the, the quick, we have the quickest, quickest access to people. Ever before, and the amount of technology that people—and this is something that's really encouraging—because a lot of churches are now figuring out that there are tech solutions where you can send out one text and it goes to a million people. There's Google Docs that you can yeah. set there, and and you all, everyone can stay connected through the Google Doc thing. I mean, literally, the amount of things that people are now discovering uh, because they're being forced to be online is something that I think has been God sent, and I pray 
that when we get back to having church again, because it will happen together and inside the worship service, I think I pray that at some point we continue to use those resources. Yeah, don't stop. Don't stop. And just look because. and continue to look for more resources. Yeah, we every church because it blows my mind. Everybody's a little overwhelmed with having to do a little extra to reach people. But this is how the church should be operating, and I'm talking about every church. Every church should be operating every week with a sense of urgency and a sense of how can we do something creative today to reach somebody with the gospel of Jesus Christ, whether that's finding creative ways to do outreach, finding creative ways to be online, finding creative ways to have your worship service. Uh, because here's the thing, not everybody's doing worship service the same yeah. way online. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's change our worship service. Nowhere in the Bible, nowhere in the Bible does it say you have to start with announcements, three hymns, and a sermon. I haven't found it. It's not in there. <laughs> so change it up, man. Have a sermon one Sunday. I did that. I did that a few months ago. I just said, "Oh yeah." Hey, no, nope, there was I'm, it was mu- no music. No music. I said, "I'm changing it up." I'm just going to give my. I'm. Gonna, I think we had one song at the end or two songs at the yeah, end. An but I did. I'm doing my sermon first. And uh, but we do that all the time at our church. We'll uh, we'll always. You know, some Change weeks, something. some weeks, some weeks we'll we'll be like, hey, let's sing an extra song this week, or you know, let's do something else different this week. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Right? Drives people nuts, so we do that. Yeah. Well, those, the people that drive nuts are the ones that are. Yeah. Uh, well, holding on to the the, the way it's always been. There's done moments or, where we've where there's periods where we don't even do special music. Oh yeah. And people are like, oh my gosh, we have to do a special music. No, we don't. No, does it. The Bible says I have to do special music. I don't have to do anything. Um, as far as that. And so it keeps us on our toes. It keeps our congregation on their toes. Mm. And um, More importantly, I think it, it keeps us focused on not the routine of the service, but more on the fact that we're there to praise God. Which is the goal. Which is the goal. However it looks. However you do it. Am I right? So to, to answer your question. <laughs> um, How are we dealing with it? Personally... I'm having more time in the Word of God because I have more, a little bit more free time. Um, I'm having more time in prayer with God because I have a little bit more free time. And so for me, my prayer has been more focused. My, my study time has been more um, strategic and focused. Number two, it has ex- I've just been excited in general because um, from the very first day that we were kind of thinking about going online, I mean, my, my whole thing that I felt like God telling me was to do was to rejoice in these moments. And you posted that video of that mm-hmm. um, the day of, the morning of. Yeah, rejoice in the Lord always. We're called to rejoice always. Bad times, good times. And so uh, I think it's important for us to be rejoicing in this time. I also think it's important to encourage the congregation to rejoice. Uh, because even though we're suffering, because I don't think... I don't even think we're suffering. I think we're sacrificing. Even though we're sacrificing some things in our lives, it might be financially, uh, it might be uh, just things that we take for granted in our everyday life. Um, I know for a fact that God is good and the things that he is doing for us uh, is is still wonderful and good. That's all I got. Anybody else want to Well, for me personally, I know that you said uh, 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 devote more to prayer or whatever the case is, but I think, personally, I think so too. I think you have a lot more time in prayer because Mm -hmm. you can pray for... Uh, the situation, yeah. But you know, I think per- I just think personally, it has it has led me to a lot more time in prayer. And I just think- because it's a stressful time for a lot of people, um, and realizing that Christ is the 
solution yes. to and your anxiety. Yeah. It helps. Stay, st as, a, as a young leader, stay in the know with what's going on in society. You yeah, you don't want to be ignorant. Yeah. But at, at, there's got to be times in your day where you say, I'm not going to turn on my phone or the Facebook or the news, right? Post something on Facebook that's encouraging and then get off of it for three hours or four hours uh, because that stuff will literally just be in your head all day long. And if you will, let it. It will depress you if you let it. So get off your phone. Listen yeah, to this podcast first. <laughs> and then get off your phone. <laughs> Brittany, what about you personally? Um, I think personally as like a church – it's bringing everybody together and it's making people realize. You keep saying that, but what do you mean? We're not together. We're in an empty sanctuary. So yeah. explain that. Oh, okay. So we're together. <laughs> people are reaching out to yes. everybody 100%. else without being in the building on a Sunday. People are, I'm texting everyone that I probably would never text if it wasn't for this pandemic. Yes. Asking how they're doing instead of just waiting until Sunday and being like, oh, how was your week? And it's making, it's forcing people to get out of their comfort zones. Yeah. And I like that. And Which I did I not realize that. Because I've, I've been calling members, and uh, what I did not realize was most of them have no idea what my phone number is. <laughs> so that's been kind of disappointing. Yeah, wake-up call. So now they have it. Go and ahead. I like that Brittany said um, it gets people out of their comfort zones because we've said it a bazillion times that being a Christian is being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And if you embrace that, it helps you out. Yeah. I know my, my grandma, she's using Facebook like – Good old grandma. I mean, she's a teenager. That's what it seems like. And she's getting out there. She's talking to people, talking to family members that she hasn't seen in years. And it's, I'm glad you said that because uh, these people on this podcast have no idea who your grandma is. But I know your grandma, and I know that she would never step foot into a church. All right. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and, right. And yes. I know that yes. we're going to dive into this a little bit later in this episode. Um, but the fact that all these churches had sermons on their website, yes. she tuned into like three of them. Yeah. And she probably never would have done And this that. is the greatest thing about this. Um we're on Sundays, when we, when you sit there, and even throughout the week, churches are starting to have a heavy presence on so on Facebook. Yeah. Mm. I mean, normally it's it's driven by the worldly things, but especially on Sundays, it is just driven by by. It's great to see by it's sermons. Amazing. It's driven by Christians who are talking about the sermons, and so it is. It is wonderful to see. The world is uh, sort of being forced to. to pay attention and i think this is why it's so important for us to be joyful and rejoicing because they're watching how we're responding to yep. this and if we're going to respond and get on on videos and talk about how how uh, upset we are or how nervous we are or how we need you to give money because we're worried about finances that speaks volumes volumes to uh, non-believers when they see how you're reacting now yeah. if we come up there with with the hope that we know we have we talk about the faith that we know we have that God's going to provide financially. That's going to speak volumes that that uh, we don't need. Um, we don't need the the things we take for granted all the time. Here's the thing: if we weren't in America, if we were in a, a, a third world country trying to have church, a we may not be we may not be able to meet legally. B uh, having a building is not guaranteed. No. So you're talking about. <clears throat> Some churches, I know some churches in, in some of these countries are sitting there under a shade tree just to get shade from the sun and having these churches. So we take we take our corporate worship for granted in America. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I hope that when we come back, we recognize how wonderful it is to have a building and to be there for one another. But at the end of the day, we're the church. I agree. I hope, I hope when it's all said and done and all this passes because... 
it's gonna pass, right? Yeah. We'll get over it as a nation. Yeah. We'll get over it. Hopefully. So, hopefully. This is, um, I think this will be personally, I think this is gonna be a, a year thing, a yearly thing, an annual thing. Whenever every it's year over. we're gonna have some virus, every year we're gonna have to take two months I off. I think you're right. But whenever whenever this passes, right, I hope that we don't stop. Yes. With the, with this embracing social media like churches have. I just hope it doesn't stop. Listen, if you're gonna it's great, you're reaching a whole different uh, a group of people that like I said, probably would have never watched a Facebook uh, sermon or never would have walked into a church. Never would have um, heard God. Never would have heard anything about it because there's a lot of people who are just on Facebook and all this stuff, but churches aren't out there. And so. if you're going to pray for a revival, you better get ready for a revival. Oh, it's coming. Yes. It's coming. And here's the thing. When I talk about revivals, and we'll get into the social media stuff here in a little bit, but when I talk about the importance of revival and praying for revival and being ready for revival, people... We have in our heads this this revival, gray-haired old man comes and preaches for three days and every somebody, a couple people get saved. No, man, revival is is a moment when it's going to shake up the church. It's going gonna, it's gonna to shake it for good or for bad. Sometimes it might be shaking for bad and people realize how terrible church their church is or whatever. And you always tell people that. Whenever, if, I, if I have to go and preach a message at somebody's church, for revival, if I'm preaching, even if it's one night or all three nights or all week, whatever the, the revival is, I always tell them to, to spiritually be ready because it's going to go one way or the other, right? Yep. It'll either divide your church or it'll strengthen your church, yep. but God's going to have his way one way or the other. And so when, when we talk about how we're excited about revival, but get ready for revival, that's a very important thing because revival... Um, is going to shake up the world. It'll shake it up, and I think we're at the cusp of it. And when once it once it happens, um, there's just no no stopping God. And um, I'm excited for it, but also scared to death for it because you think about after 9/11, our churches were filled with people looking for answers, mm. just filled. And this is why a lot of these mega churches were kind of seeing these these attendance going up. They were trying this new thing called praise music inside their congregation, you know, 2000, little early 2000. And so then when they started seeing their numbers go up, they automatically said, well, this is because of our praise music. It wasn't because of the praise music, it was because as a society, people were looking for answers. Yep. And instead of us giving those people answers, we'd sit there and we continue to do church the same way we always did church. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, people left because they said, I'm not getting what I need to get out of this thing. God's not uh, being preached. You guys are just thinking that the, what you've done since 1970s worked all the time. It doesn't. Right. Adapt. So, God has given us another opportunity to have an awakening inside of our churches. I just pray that we take advantage of it. And, use it. Um, use it. Use it. Build use it. those relationships and preach God's word. Because it's right in front of you. Tell your at your fingertips. Literally. All right. Let's talk about social media. Pros and cons of social media. Mm. The good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, not so ugly. The, the, the impact that the church can have on social media. The negative effect that churches can have on social media. The uh-oh moments when uh, your pastor sits there and like this, this went viral. This guy, this guy is probably loving that this virus thing's happening because uh, mm. people forgot all about this, but... Uh, you know, when you, when you yell at a single mother who had her baby in the church crying, mm. uh, and you kicked, kicked her out. out. Kicked him out right in the middle of the service. He apologized and did a really good job of apologizing and bringing her up in front of the church the next week. But, um, you know, those are moments where social media took that and, and uh, hit it. Oh, my word, over yeah. and over and over again. <clears throat> so those are things that we want to talk about. And, 
you know, how our generation can respond to it. Because um, it's interesting. It's a, it's a great tool. And this is where we'll kind of go with this. But it's a great tool. Uh, but it's also a very deadly tool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think, uh, I think it's, in a way, it's always evolving. Technology and, and social media is always changing. So being able to... Should the church change with it? To move with it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Should the so are you... Uh, let's talk about what social media things you guys are on. Um, what you guys are not on, why you're choosing the ones you're choosing, vice versa. All right. So as as a, personally, personally, and then personally. I, then as we'll talk about as a church afterwards. Personally, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Those are the only two that I use. I have Snapchat, but I don't get on it just because. I mean, there's no reason. I don't really Snapchat, but um, as a church, are you TikToking? I do have a TikTok actually, but I don't look at it. Okay. TikTok. So I don't really don't use it. Kids use these days. Yes. We are youth leaders, Drew and I. So that's me, Drew. Kind of, you know, with the kids. You got to be connected. I got <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you have to be connected. Personally, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Those are my big three. I'm not on Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter. Brittany's on Twitter. <laughs> Brittany's on Twitter. <laughs> I, forgot. I don't know what I'm on. I'm sorry, guys. I avoid uh, TikTok. For the life of me, I don't have any intentions of dancing. I avoid <laughs> Snapchat. I avoid... I, ooh, Came at you on that one. I avoid Snapchat because I don't understand it. doesn't make, I, it doesn't sense. make much it's sense. It's not to me. English to me, so <laughs> I, I avoid it at you all costs. I do have one, um, but I don't use it. But those are my big three. Facebook is more... Um, when I was growing up, Facebook was a... It was an old people thing. <laughs> like when it's, Well, I mean, I like it. I'm young. I use I'm Facebook. It's a mess, the only one I use, but... Uh, Facebook, uh, I'm, it, you can embrace it. It's I the can't best figure one out Twitter to save my life. I keep I posting either. on Twitter, but nobody seems to be seeing my post for some reason. I'm about to do the copy and paste thing they do on Facebook on Twitter. Like, have you ever seen this? What? Like, they're like, oh, I have a problem, and they just copy and paste it. And they'll say, I, my friends aren't seeing my post, so I'm copying and paste this to let Facebook know that the algorithms are wrong. Uh, you never seen those? And then at the bottom it says copy and paste. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah you never seen that? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I'm about to be on no, Twitter. Twitter. I can't get, oh. My dad has 12,000 followers on Twitter. You're jealous. That's what it and is. And I don't understand how he gets 12,000. I only have like 100. Yeah, and how old is your father, Abram? Wow. Wow. No, I'm just saying, how old is he? <laughs> Dad, I hope you're not listening. I have no idea. So you talk about uh, no offense, Harry. So older than me, sixty hmm. something, Dad? Are you? I can't answer you. It's a podcast, man. Come on, we sweat. Anyway. But that's the thing. I think different social media outlets reach different generations. Yeah, Facebook. Pipe. You're good. <laughs> Andrew's dying. <laughs> Facebook reaches the older generation. Instagram <laughs> reaches the youth better. And a lot of the youth are like, why don't you guys have a Snapchat? We are always on Snapchat. That's something I wouldn't think of. I'm 22, not much older than You're a old. lot of these kids. But it's like, Snapchat. Which is a pro. How do you even post stuff on Snapchat? It's a good. So I love Instagram for photo purposes. I like to take, you know, you can take photos of things and put it up there pretty easily. Yeah. Facebook <laughs> is more of uh, content driven. I can put a lot of um, uh, events. You can do events. I can on do Facebook. a lot of my th- events. I can do a lot of my th- thoughts real quickly yeah. on there. Uh, I can post longer videos on there. Don't have to worry about things. <laughs> when I go on Instagram, when I go on Twitter, I'm limited on how much I can talk about. When I go on Instagram, well, that's because you have a lot of followers. No, I'm saying like there's only forty. <laughs> there's only two hundred forty words. Gotcha. You know what I'm talking about? Throwing shade. Is there only twenty four? Yeah, words? there is like. So you're limited, limited. On, on what you can say. I don't know. I don't tweet. True. On Instagram, 
you're limited on video. Your, your I mean, video you have to, link. You have yeah. to go to I, you know, the IDTV and and every time I try to post a long video on my stories and I am they're supposed to break it up for me. Yeah, they, they don't. don't. And they don't. Yeah. And so it's like cut out. And so I don't look right. I, I, get, I get really frustrated with them. I'm, so I like Facebook. Facebook's my go-to um, thing. YouTube's Prof- considered social media. Huh? YouTube's considered social media. And YouTube. I'm on YouTube a little bit, but even that's more hard, one-sided because it takes forever to upload yeah. videos. Yeah, Instagram's definitely. So uh, anyway, so let's talk about uh, the the positives of social media. Well, at first, uh, I know we talked about a little bit about it the first episode, um, but using social media, uh, especially as us as youth leaders, a lot of these kids have Instagram, right? They're still in middle school and high school. They're 6th through 12th grade. So a lot of the youth have Instagram. So the first thing we did, well, not one of the first things we did, but um, we got to the point where we got a youth Instagram Instagram account. Mm-hmm. So we could connect with them. We could go to their level. Let them know what was going Let on. Let them know what's going on because they already have that. They're already established on Instagram and we just hopped in, you know. And so. what we did was we actually, how we got more kids to come to our youth Ooh. group is we went to kids that were already coming to our youth group's page and following their friends. And by that, I think we're up to like a hundred something followers on Instagram. And I would say probably half of them have came into our building before. Which is a great way to get people in. And and you guys are on Facebook as well. Yes, yes we, we are, are on Facebook. <clears throat> Unfortunately, it's more for the parents. And that is, and that's hundred percent where you got to be. It's, it's. But we know that you recognize that you don't you don't you don't treat your Facebook page as a and I would, youth page. And I would personally kids, use you know? my face the, the youth Facebook page because parents are going to be more active on Facebook yeah. anyway. Yeah. Uh, Rather than Instagram. Yeah. So you can get more messages out there to yeah. the parents. Yeah. Um. <sighs> Positive. Another positive is, is if you can do it right, is the outreach. Yeah. Right? You can reach out to a lot of people if you can do it right. I don't know. I don't know what makes some people get more people than others. I don't know how that works. I think one thing is um, connecting with our youth as we do. Like we connect with them, we know what they like. We're going to incorporate that into our social medias. Yeah. Like we're doing Olympic yeah. games right now. Explain that. So. During the pandemic, we're not seeing our kids every single week. So we were like, what should we do to keep them, you know, interested, keep them watching our stuff? This was a great idea. Colton, I think Colton, one of our other youth leaders. Yeah, one of of the other youth leaders came up with it. It's a great idea. Brilliant idea. (laughs) But we started Olympic Games. And what we do is we do different events and they're silly and they make no sense. Yeah, they make absolutely no sense. Keeps them engaged. Exactly. Keeps them knowing that we're having a good time, even though world is is literally crashing around us because they need that yes they whether do. they're going to say it or not they want something everything just got flipped upside down yes for them. and they want consistency uh something that they can look to you know and we want to be consistent for them absolutely <clears throat> so and i think one of the negative things that come with social media from our perspective as youth leaders is that our youth they're not just following us they're following people that are influencing influencing them in other ways on social media and that would probably be a negative as youth leaders for that because we can't monitor everything that they see on social media and no. that's of the world a lot of stuff that's on social media is of the world which is where you have so to be careful yeah that's where you have to be careful <clears throat> yeah thoughts <laughs> you're laughing well you're 100 percent right 
we want to have a bigger we want to have a presence in their life and if the kids are on social media we want to be there yep we want to give them an opportunity we want to show them and point them in directions this, this is one of the things that i've noticed that i'm i i just wanted to start doing now that i've i'm focusing a lot more on on social media content anyway which is can i need to be pointing people to places where they can get entertainment good christian entertainment i need to be mm-hmm. pointing them to to music that they can listen to while they're they're at home i need to point them to direction to like lessons like yesterday i posted we posted a um lessons in picture style to uh, our our parents for our their kids where it was like they were looking at a, yeah so at they a can literally thing. yeah they can literally look like a, like a pamphlet thing online so there's things that i i i think sometimes we a lot of the social media you want to post stuff about yourself or things you're doing but i think this is a great opportunity to point point them in directions um like tonight there's a um, tonight, i shouldn't say tonight tonight when we record it every so. week yeah, tonight when we're going to record <laughs> every week um I think Greg Laurie, the pastor Greg Laurie, he's he's his Harvest Church are they're doing like a free movie online. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Tonight's Steve McQueen, American Icon, the movie of Steve huh. McQueen, uh, about how he how he was in Hollywood and became a Christian. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so those are things that you know. Hey, it's a Friday night. Can I, as a, as a church, can we as as a church point people? To a, a free movie online so that their families have an opportunity. They don't have to, may, they may not use it, they don't have to use it. Right, but, but it's there. It's there, and it gives them an opportunity <clears throat> to say, okay, kids, instead of us doing our, our movie night and watching a Disney movie, we can we can watch this. And I like that you said that. You, I don't know you if can, it's appropriate for kids. You direct them to that. It's I a good way to use it. It's a good yes. way to use social media. And when you're talking about youth, when you can sit there and point them to, to music. Because there are a lot of uh, celebrities at the, t- at the moment who are uh, putting on free concerts. Free music stuff all over the Christian place. Artists. Christian yeah, artists. Christian yes. artists. Um, that are doing that. So, directing them to that, uh, they probably wouldn't, A, wouldn't know that that's a thing that's right. happening. Or um, they normally wouldn't do it or whatever, you know. It's so. still, still this day, it blows my mind how many kids don't realize that there are Christian alternatives mm-hmm. to every music, right? Rap music, country music, rock. rock there's well, a we Christian brought, alternative. We brought a Christian rapper... Um, I know we talked about it before we got here in January of 2019? 2019, probably. And in May, we brought a Christian rapper. What are you laughing before? A Christian rapper. And a lot of kids didn't know that that was a thing. But I'm glad. Yeah, exactly that's true. It. Because we introduced them to a new genre of music. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Why are you laughing? And that's what... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you don't know what's going on. This is just oh, how we are. Oh, man, this is great. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're exactly right. Uh, I know I am. Thank you. So we want to point to them. So there's there's a, a little bit of the positives of social media. Negatives. Negatives. Is there negatives? I mean, there's well, there's or negatives. You consider everything. the negatives. Here's there's here's where my everything. biggest negative is, and this is just for me personally. I have gotten into such a muscle memory with my thumb. <laughs> that I, as soon as I open it up up open up my phone, I literally go, go right to, to Facebook. And uh, I have to really catch myself, not just to, just to go on Facebook. There ain't nothing on there. I just keep looking at it. So. I do that too. Negative, man. I'll open up. I'll open it up all the time. How much time am I spending on Facebook? Golly. Why? That's why? True. I get what's, a what's thing at, yeah. every week of like how many hours oh, your you spend time. on your, oh, your yeah your time. screen time, and I'm like, 
three hours a day or something like that. I'm like, no right. way. Could you imagine if you replaced that with the Bible exactly. or with God or with with something productive in your life? Mm. Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely a negative. I think another negative. <laughs> what? <laughs> we got the giggles today, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm apologize. I might as well say this while we're having this little moment of <clears throat> giggles. Giggles. I don't like that word. But our camera is down. It just went out. Just went out. So I apologize. There will not be a video of this this week. But Golly, uh, maybe no next well. time. I'm so here's the negative about technology. Technology is terrible. <laughs> and they're trying to convince me as a human being, as an American, as a, as a human. Human. There's an H in there. Human. Say it human. One more time. <laughs> he said human. Go ahead. Say it again. Sorry. We didn't mean to pick on you. As an American citizen, they're trying to convince me to. To get an electric car, a, a, a car that, what do they call those? Uh-huh. They, they uh-huh. drive all by themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, self-driving. Self-driving. self-driving car. I'm supposed to get a self-driving electric car. But yet, I can't have a camera work efficiently <laughs> for 30 minutes. <laughs> and you want me to go at 60 miles an hour, maybe even 70. And a car that, drives, a itself? Car that drives itself? Get out of town. And I can't even keep my phone battery charged. Don't tread on me. It's not happening. So anyway, that's where my life is right now. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, the, co- the, the, the negativity of uh, the ne- negativity, <laughs> the negative side of, of, of social media is the addiction side of it, mm. which people don't realize it's an addiction. But when you are can't go a day without Facebook, that's an addiction. Yes. And so uh, making sure that as a church, we're on there is interesting because we want to be on there. We want to make sure that people get content. We make sure that we're reaching out to people that maybe will never hear the gospel. On the flip side, um, I would encourage people to get off of it. So it's kind of weird. That is weird because this week, I know during this pandemic, we've <clears throat> we've encouraged people on social media to get off of social media. <sighs> I know. It's, it's weird. Um, it's yeah, hard. It's a weird thing. It's a very hard thing to do. It's, it's a balance. Can, it's, it's definitely a balance. balance. Some yeah. people don't balance well, though. That's the hardest part yeah. about it. Well, is why we have drug balance. problems in our world. Because mm. people don't know how to balance these kind of things. But it's, this is probably the toughest thing about social media is the negative side. Of it, so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So that's where we're at. Brittany that. started that giggle. Oh, well. Silent time. What? Another thing I think that is a con of social media is... Negative. Negative. My bad. Um... Is that when you open your phone, you're not for sure what's going to pop up on the medias Mm. that you're looking at. Sometimes I get on Instagram and I'm like, whoa, what is that? I'm not even like following. It's on recommended. It's crazy stuff like that. You never know what's going to pop up. So you're literally getting on there blindly, not knowing. But then something bad pops up and it's in your mind. Right. It's horrible. Yes. And if you're if you're a young a young guy that's addicted to that kind of stuff, it, it, could, talk, it could go south quick. South. And that's out of your control a lot of times. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? If, so it, have, if it pops up. So you have to be very careful on social media. It's not so. If somebody, I, I wouldn't recommend it necessarily, but on the other side, if you're a church, I definitely, you need to be on there. Your church. Because uh, like we were talking about earlier, our, uh, our church has its own page, and all we do on that page is a post uplifting stuff. Yes. Encouraging stuff. And, you know, it, it works as a, as a double. You can uh, post your events, post what you got going on, stay connected with people who, I don't know, don't have phone. I don't know. We, Everyone has phones. One of the I first guess. things that we did when we got here was, well, I, I was doing this before we got here. We were videoing all of our sermons and, and putting them up on YouTube. Mm. Uh, once we got 
in the church. We, we got a live Mevo camera. Which just crashed. Just interesting. <laughs> uh, but we, we started we started uh, recording our just recently, probably the last few months. January. I think it was January we started doing it every Sunday. We started recording our um, sermons for Facebook Live. And so when this pandemic happened and we went, everybody's going online only, uh, we were already in a good position because we were already, already posting it. So uh, there's bonuses to that. I mean, we prepared for something that we didn't realize was going to come. Um, but I think that's the importance of social media. Social media is the greatest way to connect with people. But in the age of social media, we're more disconnected than yeah. ever before. Which is uh, a negative, I would say. And I think this is opening up a lot of conversations between pastors, I know, uh, of how are you engaging people online? Because a lot of times, you, uh, a lot of times before all this happened, we were just posting things online and moving on throughout the week. Because once I posted something, once I posted my live video on Sunday mornings, you know, it was all right. I gotta get a little bit of rest because I got a sermon Sunday night. I gotta get a sermon sermon on Tuesday. Got a sermon on Wednesday. Got a sermon all week long. And so now it's like, okay, here is a, a opportunity to reach out and connect with people that are commenting on. The, the live thing. And yeah. I think that's opened us up a lot. I know a lot of churches are adding pastors to just strictly answer comments. Yeah. You know, their associate pastors are literally just there during the live feed, just answering comments. And so that's something I've never, you know, I didn't know was such a big necessity, but when we even start back up and, and having worship again, uh, there's going to be a big focus on uh, making sure that, um, you know, we're reaching out and, and uh, connecting with the people that are online. Right. Yeah. Like you said, like we said earlier, I hope it doesn't stop. You know? Me too. I really don't. It will. It will, unfortunately. I think, I think people it will. will build. <clears throat> once, once people get back in that routine. But I hope it doesn't. I want it to stay going. I want technology to, <clears throat> to keep being a... a uh, use it. Use the good things about technology. Use the live streams. Use the... Uh, the ability to upload posts and upload encouraging things and events and all this stuff. Use it. Use it. Use it. Use it. Let's talk about um... brain fart. <laughs> what y'all did Wednesday? Talk a little bit about what you guys did. Wednesday, Wednesday. was great. Wednesday was. I, I really enjoyed it from a perspective of just being at my house and watching it. Go ahead. So what we did Wednesday was we um, got on live on Instagram. So we went live, that's what the kids say. And what we did was we did a little bit of like what what we wanted to encourage them to read their Bibles while they're home. Mm -hmm. They don't have no other distractions going on in their life right now. And we wanted them to find a favorite Bible verse. Well, that turned into kids writing us while we're on the live, which you can slide up and comment and do all these type of things, asking questions and just asking how your day's going. So it gives us a way to communicate with them with a big group of people All like of 20 plus <laughs> and they can ask us questions we can answer the questions and it was just a good way while we're not being we're not able to meet in the church we're outside of the church and we're still gathering in some type of form how can we use social media once this thing all goes away and we're back together we're literally in church again face to face how can we use social media during our times of Let's say Youth on Wednesday. You guys have Youth on Wednesday nights. Mm -hmm. Is there a way that we can use social media? Yeah, I think there always is. I think there's always an opportunity to... Uh, maybe if you don't even record your your whole lesson or whatever, 
Um, maybe there's an opportunity to record clips of it or go live for part of it or go live for the whole thing. Or put the scripture up after. Put the scripture up that you had, had looked at uh, during your lesson. And that goes for church too. I mean, but specifically the youth, yeah, I think so. I think there's a way to keep it going. Well, that's the thing. I think, I think, was, I think, I don't even know if we're, as a church, we're even using social media to its fullest capacity. Well, like I said, I don't think, I think it's uncharted waters at, at, to an extent because social media is always changing. Yes. So uh, always, I mean, it's, there's an update about it every, probably every week. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, new things come up They're and they're coming up with new uh, uh, programs or whatever on <clears throat> the social media, on Facebook. So, and changing with them, you know. And we have to understand that, that there are some people that are growing up, not, not ever attending a church. But their their only their only view of church is online service. Oh yeah, and for me, especially now, yes, you're getting a lot of that now. And yeah. for me, I've never not had church. We've always I've always had a church on on Sunday that I went to for my entire life. So for me, and even you know, I'm still preaching on Sundays. But but for me, seeing worship from the perspective of online has been it's been interesting for me to go. There are people that this is the only time they go to church. Yeah, it's, and it's, bro- it's broken my heart because the lack of engagement with people, the lack of, of being there for one another, just the, the hugs, the, the, the handshakes, mm. the how you doing, you can't always get that through social media. I always, I always tell people this at our church, so if, if you're listening from our church, you've heard this before, but uh, one of my favorite photos in my mom's house is a photo on the fireplace. <laughs> And if you look at the photo, my mom loves this photo. She thinks it's a my mom thinks it's a real sweet photo, and she posts it on. I think she's even posted on Facebook before. It's Probably. a very nice photo of me and my brothers and my mom and dad. Family picture. Yeah, it's a family picture. We're all smiling, but I know behind the scenes that picture is not accurate because behind the scenes, me and my brother Aaron literally just got into a fist fight, and we were fuming. <laughs> And mom was coming in there yelling at us. We were, everybody was yelling and just constant yelling and hate, I hate ya, blah, blah, blah. And then, right, mom's like, I'm gonna get this photo taken one way or the other. And anyway, we get the photo taken, we do a smile, and then right, you know, as soon as it's done, we're right, we're right back, right to back it. at it. And so, but that's kind of how Facebook works, that's how social media works, which is. This- I'm glad you say that because people use faces. They, they put yes. on a front. They put on a front when it comes to social media. Why? Because it's easy to do. Yes. So for us as a church, it's hard to say, is there something wrong? No, there's nothing wrong. We're doing good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when you're face to face, you can kind of see that you there can is see it something in their, wrong. In their eyes. Yeah, or you can see it in their body know. language. Yeah. And so we're not getting that. And so I, it breaks my heart to know that there are people that are strictly trying to do online services and they're missing out on the church. So one of the things that we're going to really look at when we get back to having a church together is how can we make sure that we're getting those people that are online connected to a church. If they're near us, connected to our church. If they're not near us, connected to a church near them. Right. Uh, I think that's so important because because people are literally missing out right. on, on the goodness of, of church. Yeah, which is kind of where social media uh, takes a negative turn. Not yeah. necessarily uh, that bad, but it does take away from that aspect. I think of, it really does because if you're uh, fellowship as with a each Christian, other. it's about talking to other people, spreading the gospel. It's really hard to do if you don't have a relationship mm. with people. Mm-hmm. And I know you can build a relationship with someone off social media, but it's always surface level. Yeah, there's a difference by talking with you guys sitting here at a table than doing like a Skype conference or something like that. It's just so less personal. Hard. Yeah, it's hard to do. 
Your horse, Kelly? Well, that, that's the thing about it. Uh, I can't stand video conference calls because of that same thing. I can't read people. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't show people that I want to talk. You know what I'm saying? You're just constantly having to um, sit there, and, and uh, it's very not very personal. Sometimes there's a delay. There's a it makes yeah. life interesting, you know. Yeah. So there's negatives and positives to everything. Uh, I just hope that people understand where the positives are. Use it to your advantage, uh, <clears throat> and try your best to stay away from the negatives as much yeah. as you can. I agree. Because there's good, there's good and bad. But that's all I got for today. Anything, anything else y'all want to add to it? Uh, let's no, see. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. What? Yeah. We have the giggles this episode, you know? I know. It's not good. It's okay. Uh, I will tell you, uh, we were very thankful for this question, our very first question. Yes. yes. Our very first email. We need to frame Yeah, it. if you guys have any but questions if you have any more. or comments or concerns, mm. please send it to preachingyoung at gmail.com. No no caps, no spaces. Yep. No Preaching caps, no young. Spaces. No caps, no spaces. And stay Preaching tuned. Young. We got some great topics. Yes, of course we, we do. Coming up. All of them. We got a whole bunch of them. Yes. All right. I'm Brittany. Like we said, wait a minute. We got to tell them there won't be a. There won't be a um, a video for this. Yeah, there won't be a video for this. Very sad. It's very sad time. time. But okay. check us out on all platforms. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Next couple weeks. We're out.